What's going on, guys? It's Liam Wilkin here, back with another episode of the Magic of Wrestling podcast. <laughs> Joining me today is two amazing guests. First off, from Vancouver, Canada, nicknamed Canada Dry, and he's the founder of Effing Wrestling. Aaron Canada Dry, what is going on, my man? Uh, not too much. It's a beautiful day. You can see the sun actually kind of morning coming in here. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's been raining a lot here in Vancouver, so I'm, I'm, I'm really uh, happy about the sun. Um, uh, tomorrow on our podcast, we have Buff Daddy, uh, Buff Bagwell. So we're going to just quickly plug that, uh, and, uh, you can introduce James from Boston. <laughs> <laughs> but also joining me, he's one half of the host of just another effing podcast. And as Aaron said, three letters, what solidify this man? It's JFB himself. It's James from Boston. What, what is, going is on, happening? Man? <laughs> I uh we've had like four days of rain. I'm about I'm about to get rickets at this point. <laughs> are, are you how's the weather there in uh what 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 town are you from in England? Uh Barnsley, so South Yorkshire. Okay. Oh, okay. Raining a lot there too? Yeah, yeah. It's pretty shocking weather over here, so I think we're all got bad weather. Not me, I'm sun right now, but uh, I'll be probably waiting tomorrow. Can't <laughs> get vitamin C. I'm getting rickets. <laughs> well, no, I got two days of sunshine, and it was, it's been raining all week. It, and with my new job, I, I'm doing outreach, so I'm getting soaked. Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thanks for being on this podcast. I was on yours a couple of weeks ago, and it's a really pleasure to have you guys on. Yeah, it's a it's a pleasure to be here. But anyway, so let's get into the thing. So before we get into our main event. Let's get into some wrestling news. Now, of course, we have to talk about Ring of Honor. I oh, mean, yeah. Jesus Christ. It, Wednesday, it was announced that they're going into um, a bit of a rebrand in the, the new year. So what do we think, guys? They got rid of everybody from what, I'm, from what I read. Well, Everybody's January gone. <laughs> January 1st, they'll, they'll be gone. Yeah. So, yeah, like, so the there's the, the meme going around. Uh Ring of Honor is all elite. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, Ring of Honor all is now AEW. Um, I will say this. I was I was kind of surprised when I first read that their tape library was actually up for the highest bidder. Uh, I was going to flex my muscle and pull out my $500 uh, cryptocurrency and see if I could make a play. And uh, then I read it was bull, and uh, it's actually not up for sale. They're still going to keep it. So, but you think about you think about this. You know, I would say seventy to eighty percent of the talent, top talent that you're seeing today in WWE, AEW, NXT, they have all come through at some point in time. Ring of Honor, you yeah. know, and that's a huge, huge loss you know, for, for wrestling fans as a whole. I mean, Ring of Honor puts on amazing shows and they just don't get the love that AEW and WWE get. So yeah, there's that turning point. Sorry, go There was that turning point when they did the uh, the the all-in pay-per-view yeah. and they were kind of sponsoring it. Yeah. And then they they didn't kind of run with the ball. And uh, Tony Khan comes in. It's like, hey, guys. <laughs> and then Ring of Honor. Yeah. I mean, if, if that's the one ball that's been dropped recently with them, with Ring of Honor, it's that they they didn't treat the Bucks and, and Cody and, and Kenny Omega 
the right way and and got them secured and and possibly they could have been the number two contender behind WWE. Hmm. Uh, do you think really that they've got like lost in the? Because obviously wrestling's always evolving. Do you think they've kind of got lost in all that? I you know here's the thing: they they have the same problems that Impact has, which is you know Sinclair owns Ring of Honor. They're only on Sinclair channels. So if you really want to get, you know, to watch Ring of Honor, it's on sometimes at like two o'clock in the morning on a you know Wednesday night, uh, you know, or Wednesday morning, or it's on Saturday morning like at eleven o'clock. So unless you have a DVR, you know, which most people do now, but you know, unless you have that DVR, you're not going to catch them, you know, and not everybody gets Sinclair, and that's what really, to me, that's what really bites me in the butt. You know, I I'm lucky I have a Sinclair channel here, so I'm able to watch Ring of Honor. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's just poor marketing. I mean, they don't have a consistent showing. It's it's really sad. It really is. And and the pandemic really hurt them. Oh yeah. Out of all the the promotions, I think it hurt them the worst. Yeah, would you say the rise that the rise of AEW has probably hurt them as well? Because obviously the talent they oh, took yeah. from there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, they're not selling out smaller arenas that AEW is selling out. You know, they're still doing. You know, I, I hate using the term, but it's it's they're like bingo halls. Um, you know, I mean, best. You know, when they do best of show, when they do. Uh, you know, Honor Club Rising, you know, when they're doing all this stuff, you know, the pay-per-views are at very small arenas where it's about three, 4,000 people, you know, and I mean, they're not getting a huge turnout. They're not getting a great buy rate, you know, pay-per-view wise. I mean, if I'm going to spend 40 bucks, I'm going to do it with WWE or AEW before I do it with Ring of Honor or, or Impact. And if there's no AEW, I don't think, uh, Ring of Honor makes that jump, yeah, to number mm-hmm. two. There's just no way. We'll definitely see what the rebrand brings. But anyway, yeah. the next topic is: last Friday, there was many reports that Charlotte Flair is really hard to work with backstage. There's a lot of reports of heat. She's hard to work with. No talent wants to work with her. I mean, what do we think? There's <laughs> <laughs> nuclear heat. Nobody <laughs> wants to touch this. You're going to get radioactive poisoning. Uh, you know, I, I've 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 read before even this happened that she's not exactly the easiest person to deal with. Um, uh, same with fans. You know, she's not easy to deal with when it comes to the fans. So I, I I'm I'll buy it. I mean, I, I'm not saying it's not. I mean, you know, to get escorted out of a building from WWE security—that's uh, a badge of honor right there. That's some. That's some that's some nuclear shit right there. <laughs> uh, JFB and I were talking on our show about this as well, yeah. and we posed the idea that it could be a work. Yeah, and it could just be WWE leaking this out, and then uh, you have a title versus title between uh, Becky and and uh, and Flair, and it just kind of goes from there. Uh, but I could see also see uh, Flair being a bit of a prima donna and just kind of letting her uh believing her own hype and letting it go to her head i could see that easily hmm, definitely but do you think she'll end up in aw i hope not, I hope <laughs> not. <laughs> if she does it ain't gonna be for a while because she's got three four years left on her contract i don't Good. i don't you know <laughs> i mean 
I don't even think I don't even think her marriage is going to last that long with uh, with uh, Andrade. So, wow, <laughs> maybe we should take the over under. Which which happens first, her divorce uh, or uh, the fact that she goes on AEW television? That is a definitely good bet. Did you see the Did you see the picture I posted of her looking like Cher on? <laughs> that was brilliant. <laughs> she is looking good for sixty something. Yeah, Cher. Like, <laughs> Oh dear. And the last topic we've got is the AEW and Impact Wrestling Partnership seems to have ended. I mean, to be quite honest, did it even start? Ah, I think they kind of creaked the door open and maybe somebody snuck in the back to steal the presents under the Christmas tree, but I don't think it was fully blown open. You know, it was nice to see Kenny Omega uh, on Impact. It was kind of nice to see him uh when the championship because that again you know it's axs is who impact is televised on in, at least here in the states nobody i mean they they have like less than three hundred thousand uh subscribers uh on that channel so it was nice to see kenny omega got more eyes it got more interest you know christian cage is not a draw uh like kenny omega is but i don't i don't think it was fully blown open i think it was just kind of creaked open a little bit um, I think that uh, it benefited uh, Impact more than it benefited AEW. Uh, I think that, you know, they got the Good Brothers. Um, that's pretty much all they got out of the yeah. deal, really. <laughs> well, they got Don Callis, too. But, I mean, he he left. I mean, he, he already left Impact at that point. And, you know, but, you know, Don Callis is... Don Callis is a pretty smart guy. Uh, from everything I've read and the interviews I've heard... Uh, that man's got a brain for the business, you know, and there was a reason why he was hired by impact to, to run that show. Uh, is, and it's because he's, he's got a great mind for the business, you know, the, the creative, the money aspect of it, all that stuff in line, you know, he's got a great mind for it. So I wonder how long the good brothers contracts are with impact because I can see them going to AEW right away. Yeah. I don't, I don't think they stick in impact very long if, no, if, if it's coming up soon. But then again, Impact's obviously had some a lot of good talent recently. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Impact has amazing talent. I mean, you're talking about Moose, uh, Candace's favorite son, uh, Josh Alexander. <laughs> well, not Candace Dry. You're not wrestling yet for Impact. <laughs> yeah. But Josh Alexander is a perfect example of the quality of talent that's on that program, that's on that, that, that list of wrestlers that could – he could wrestle absolutely anywhere, you know, and, you know, it, Moose, same with Moose. I mean, the exception of his, you know, his uh, shady past, uh, you know, he could literally wrestle WWE, AEW like that. I mean, that's how great the talent is on that roster. And do we think that Wyndham Rotunda will end up there? I don't think he's going to end up there. Uh, I was, I was dead set thinking that's the way you get him on there. And I thought it was going to be Braun comes in at, at, uh, at the last pay-per-view uh, and then Wyndham would show up right after that. Uh, but I, I have a feeling Wyndham is going to, I don't know if he's going to go to AEW right away. I think he's going to take some time. Yeah. AEW full gear, Wyndham Rotunda guaranteed. 
You heard it here first. <laughs> oh my God, Canada Dry's been drinking the spiked Canada Dry. I am drinking Pepsi. Uh, they're not paying us, but I, I'll still. Uh, the official, yeah. unofficial drink of this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I can I can go uh, break out a kayfabe here because I'm not on my podcast, our podcast. I can uh, not drink the Canada Dry. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's the topics done. So let's go on to our topic of the day for yeah. the forbidden door. Ooh, the forbidden door. Now, Aaron, sounds, I'll start with you. It sounds so illustrious and so beautiful. <laughs> Aaron, I'll start with you on this one because I see comments daily, people saying, what is the forbidden door? So for people listening, can you explain what the forbidden door is? So um, it's this big red door and it says <laughs> forbidden on top. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the Forbidden Door, uh, it is, uh, the, I guess, uh, the stopping uh, people from going from promotion to promotion. Uh, it was mainly uh, spoken about that for AEW and New Japan, and uh, that, that's been broken wide open uh, recently. Yeah. I, I, think it's, I think it's really interesting because we're in a boom right now. Uh, wrestling is in a well past the bust over the last few years. We're in a huge boom right now. And I think it's really neat that we can possibly see at any time somebody from New Japan Pro Wrestling or CMLL or AAA, Rev Pro, you name it, uh, show up possibly on AEW or AEW start showing up on their promotions is super interesting. I, I love the fact that that forbidden door is open because it 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 gives people a chance to put their eyes on product and promotions they have never and, seen and, uh, and guys like Mox uh, going to GCW, yeah, um, just like puts eyes on 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 the product all around and uh, it's it's good for everyone. Yeah, talking the Briscoes recently in GCW. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I mean, uh, I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan of the Briscoes because they are, are homophobic as all get out. But it's interesting to see what will happen. I I'm not a deathmatch fan. Never really have been. Uh, as much deathmatch as I could possibly take was the Jericho Nick Gage. I'm like that. That's about as much pure violence that I totally want to see. But I I watched their last pay per view to see Moxley versus Nick Gage, you know, and, you know, that's that's what the whole point of this forbidden door being open is so that you will start looking at these promotions and going, huh, I have never heard of this promotion. I should Speaking of the Briscoes, they've been uh, going back and forth with FTR lately. Yeah. Uh, that, that's interesting. That would be definitely a great match to see. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So when the Forbidden Door first started, what did you guys actually think of the whole idea? Um, the, it, it really started when Jericho um, was on the the, um, uh, the New Japan pay-per-view with the AEW title. Yeah. And he said, uh, if he beats me, we can have a match in AEW. Yeah. And then they talked about uh, the forbidden door. Um, it's closed, but it doesn't. And Jericho's like, it doesn't need to be. And yeah. I think uh, Jericho is just a, I think he's, between him and Tony Khan, they are bridges. Yeah. 
Um, Jericho's just got a such a good. Um, he's an ambassador. Yeah, and he's he kind of paves the way um, for Tony as well. Like he, they they're, they're a good tag team. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I I I love the idea of the foreign promotions getting a chance and a shot and a look at because. You know, if I want to watch AAA, the only eyes I'm ever going to get on AAA is probably going to be Triple Mania, uh, which is their big WrestleMania pay per view. Uh, I, I subscribe to New Japan Pro Wrestling, so I, I see all their shows and stuff. But I think now, you know, as countries start opening their borders, you know, as as we're getting a hold, hopefully, uh, on coronavirus and COVID nineteen, that we can start seeing the results from these ambassadors like Jericho going to Japan. Uh, you know, the, you know, hopefully we'll see Dragon Lee uh, in, in, in AEW to go after the tag, the AAA tag belts against FTR. I mean, like that excites me. That gets me all jazzed up and ready to watch wrestling. And the fact that we're seeing, like, I didn't know anything about AAA before I stopped started watching AEW and you had the 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 triple A titles they've been on the line like maybe three times in AEW three four times I don't know like a lot of match uh, before dynamite even started and then you had FTR winning it on on dynamite uh a couple weeks ago and uh it's that's actually where the forbidden door really started yeah was triple A yeah, I mean Triple A. You know, like I said, I mean I watch I watch as much YouTube stuff as I possibly can. They'll they'll have a highlight reel after a show and uh, after one of their pay per views. So I'm I'm somewhat familiar just because I know New Japan does a lot of work with them and CMLL, and so you see often you'll see the the young boys showing up at, in Triple A, and then will eventually come back to Japan. Um, I like it. I mean the possibility of rush and bandito coming to aew and creating another ingobernablis faction excites me it gets me <laughs> jazzed up like i'm all ready to see los ingobernablis dominate the world so what's been some of your favorite moments with the the forbidden door like which wrestlers like stood out like showing up in different promotions <coughs> well, I know for, for me, one of them is Kenta. Uh, Kenta showing up and uh, at AEW was amazing. That was so great to see Kenta uh, back on US TV. That that was the big one for me. Uh, for me, it was uh, Suzuki. Um, <clears throat> I didn't know much about him. Uh, not so much the 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 Moxley match. Yeah. Uh, but the Daniel Bryan match uh, that they showed uh, for the the the, the Rampage uh, buy-in, oh uh, yeah, that match uh, really really displayed what what he's capable of, uh, and and Bryan Bryan is just the perfect person to do that with. Yeah, he's he's just like so versatile. Yeah, Bryan's had some amazing matches. I mean, even Suzuki's showed up in Impact now. Yeah, I mean, I I would have been even more excited to see, uh, to see Lance Archer drop the U.S. Uh, the IWGP U.S. title to Tanahashi. I would love to have seen Tanahashi uh, come back 
you know, come to the States and, and wrestle the for the IWGP US title, uh, you know, against Archer on AEW. I mean, you're talking about the John Cena of Japan, you know, and how great would that be to see uh, Tanahashi come out and, and with his ace gimmick and his, and his air guitar and, you know, that that's, you know, those are exciting, but yeah, seeing Suzuki on impact on GCW, seeing him on, on AEW, that's, that's balls out. Awesome. Uh, that, that really is incredible because he, he transcends promotions. I mean, I followed him in New Japan, and I when he left, and Suzuki Goon went to All Japan and Noah. I followed them there. Then when they came back, I followed them again. I mean, Suzuki Goon is amazing. It was so great to see uh, Suzuki there uh, in the flesh in in America, doing what he does best, which is terrorizing people. <laughs> Do you guys think that uh, AEW has a stronger relationship with the NWA than with uh, Impact? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, NWA, and that's another promotion that, you know, is kind of floundering at this point, you know. I mean, <clears throat> they don't have an online presence. I mean, they do. It's NWA power, and you have to pay for it. And um, But, yeah, I mean. Well, it's all a fight. You can order that on fight. Yeah, you can order that on fight, or you can subscribe to it on their website, too. Yeah. Hmm. <clears throat> So what do we think some of the long-term benefits are with all the Forbidden Door stuff? I think the big one is going to be that revolving door of if you want to see Kenny Omega or whoever wins at Full Gear, if you want to see them, um, tune in because he might show up and go champ to champ against uh, Tagaki, you know, Shingo, and for, you know, champion versus champion. New Japan, you know, the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion versus the AEW World Heavyweight Champion. Like, that's the stuff we're going to, you know, fantasy booking is going to become a reality at this point. You know, like, that's what's so great about it. I'm hoping that we have a true Super Bowl of wrestling yeah. with all the promotions uh, minus WWE. Yeah. <laughs> and that would be so cool. Uh, and you know WWE could come in the fold eventually if they 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 you know but they won't. But uh, <laughs> I think that I think that would be so cool to have a a, a big dome sold out with all the promotions. Yeah. Oh, I think it'd be a, I think it'd be amazing. I mean, like you know, t five years ago, not even five, three, two, three, four years ago, you know, I, if I had WWE for my my Xbox. I barely played as any of the characters on WWE. I created or downloaded Ring of Honor and AEW and, you know, Impact. Like, I downloaded and cre or created these characters that now I, I might be able to see in real life. I don't need a video game anymore. Maybe I don't buy WWE 2K22 because, let's be honest, I mean, you know, what are the chances we're going to see that flip flop back and forth between promotions. I think it's, it's, I think it's a lot more locked down now than it was previously. The AEW video game graphics are look amazing. I can't wait to play that. Oh, that's going to be so beautiful. I can't <laughs> wait. That might be the first 
wrestling video game I've bought in like three years will be the AEW game. Definitely. So we, earlier we talked about the favorite moments. What about the best matches with the Forbidden Door? Uh, for me, I I liked Suzuki versus... Uh, I loved watching Suzuki versus uh, John Moxley. I thought it was really... A, it was good to see two guys who don't give a crap beating the living hell out of each other nonstop for 15 minutes or whatever, however long it was. To me, that was that was a big one for me. Uh, you know, another one was uh, Kenny Omega defending against Andrade De Adolo uh, at Triple Mania. Uh, was a huge. That was a great match. Uh, I I was kind of surprised that Andrade didn't go over, but you know, with him and his connection and history with Triple A, but it was a it was a great match, and it was nice to see Ric Flair. Uh, not helicoptering, uh, and uh, you know, uh, standing by his son-in-law's side. It wasn't the best match because uh, Rich Swan couldn't keep up with Kenny Omega. Yeah, but the fact that he had all the belts at the end yeah. and people were tuning into Impact um, to see that. Yeah, uh, and he's holding all the belts at the end. That was a, that was a cool moment <laughs> in in in. Uh, in, in the revolving, not the revolving door, the forbidden door. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you can call it revolving door if you want. <laughs> We're going to rename it here. It's no longer called the forbidden door. It's the revolving, revolving door. door. <laughs> so yes. what matches do we want to see now that we're the forbidden door? Well, I know what I want to see. I want to see Okada, uh, <laughs> who's probably one of my all-time favorite that isn't part of Bullet Club or in Los Angeles. I would love to see Okada versus Brian Danielson. I think that that would be an absolute mayhem of a card. Uh, I would pay a hundred bucks for a pay per view just to watch them fight for forty five minutes and just go at it. Uh, and I think, I think Daniel Bryan, sorry, Brian Danielson. Yeah, Brian Danielson. <laughs> Brian Danielson. It's still so hard to get used to that. Uh, <laughs> he really wants to have um, some matches in New Japan, and that's part of why he signed with AEW is yeah. to be able to do that, to have some of those dream matches with uh, some of his New Japan counterparts. And and the skies are the limits with Daniel Bryan. <laughs> like, oh yeah, I mean, like, he he honestly is probably one of the he is probably the best wrestler right now any promotion uh because he you know it's a shoot he's a shoot wrestler we know that you know we know that's how he he works he loves those holds you know so you i mean you know what i'm gonna say something really controversial uh oh he's the closest thing now we have to bret hart yeah i'll agree with that i i would completely agree with that i mean i love bret hart but ryan danielson yeah uh he's great on the mic he's charismatic you know yeah. you really care about what he says but oh man and he, was, he he could put over a spoon if he had a match with a spoon <laughs> he, could, he could make it look good yeah plus he's not got no scripts to follow now so it should be yeah. even more fun oh yeah you know so who would we say has benefited more in the company wise i'm not talking fan base i'm talking companies uh, AEW. Um, I'm pretty damn positive that AEW has is, is gotten a big rub from this. 
uh, with it being wide open like that. Uh, Impact, I think, is, has has gotten the, the better of that deal. Yeah. But um, I think just from a standpoint of um, they are the ones spearheading this and being the – they are the, the ones who are opening the uh, – opening the, the the forbidden door and unlocking it. Uh, I think they get all the credit for that. And Tony Khan gets all the credit for that. Yeah. So, I mean, so it's, it's interesting because, you know, Impact has, you know, alliances with CMLL and AAA, Rev Pro out in, in Europe, uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. I mean, one of their guys, Chris Bay, is part of, uh, is part of Bullet Club now. So, I mean, they have those connections. I just think right now with borders being closed, you know, it, it, it's just, we just need to get that opportunity. Let's get the borders open. Let's get these guys traveling again safely and effectively and get them to these destinations because it's time for fans to really start seeing what guys that I've seen from Japan since the eighties and the nineties, what these guys can do, you know, I mean, I hell, I I hope Brian Danielson can get Jushin Thunder Liger out of retirement for one more match and have that match against him because he he very much carries himself like a Jushin Thunder Liger. And you know, I think you know Brian Danielson is the modern day version of that small technical but can fly, you know, and, and yeah, I mean, that's what about, what about um, Ultimo dragon saying he wants a match with Chris Jericho for his last match. Bring it on. Wow. <laughs> yeah, he wants to face Chris Jericho for his last match. That would be a great, uh, a great uh, main event for dynamite. Yeah. Jericho's last match has got to be Lance storm for me. Surely. I think that would be cool if he, if he finished it off with Lance storm. Yeah. But I could see Chris Jericho going off uh, the traditional wrestling way by losing. And like, he seems like that's the way he would want to go out, losing to like maybe a a younger star and putting him over. So, would you like to see any other promotions join the Forbidden Door? And what about the ones we've not seen much of? MLW. I would love to see MLW. Uh, I would love to see them and women of wrestling. Now that they've kind of rebranded, uh, they got a great streaming and TV deal with CBS and Viacom. Um, you know, they got, uh, I, I'm not a fan of Tessa Blanchard. Uh, I think her head's way, her ego's way too big to fit in the forbidden door. Uh, but, you know, AJ Mendez, uh, AJ Lee is, is, working backstage and i would love to see more women empowered to get cross promotions going you know like natalia markova uh you know uh the yeah there you go the shirt baby (laughs) um you know the 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 girl from nwa her name is slipping my mind right now but she's the champion for nwa i'd love to see her you know uh She's huge. <laughs> she's, oh, she's, she's, yeah, she's like the shack of wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> You're talking about Camille. Yeah. Yeah, that's it, Camille. Yeah. She's huge. Yeah, she is gigantic. <laughs> uh, versus Jay Cargill. <laughs> yeah, yeah, except she's got about a foot on her. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Aaron? What was the question again? Sorry. 
which of the promotion do you want to see join the Forbidden Door? What which we've not actually seen? Um, I I, I agree with uh, with uh, JFB with the MLW, but I think they're still bitter at uh, at um, at AEW for taking some of their stars, and I think there's a bit of a a problem there with that. And uh, whatever I think, Ring, Ring of Honor is probably going to rebrand their name, aren't they? I don't think they do. I think they stay with. Well, I think well, they're going to stay with Ring of Honor. I, just God forbid, please don't call it Ring of Honor 2.0. Oh, Jesus, no. <laughs> I don't know. Like, if you're restarting the company, do you do you just rebranding means you got a new logo, you got a new name? I think honestly, you know, here's the thing: when when you're dealing with with branding, you know, they they can rebrand if they're going to keep the tape library which yeah. it seems like that's what they want to do there's no reason to not connect that past to your future you know and unlike wwe which loves to erase its history at every given moment i think ring of honor stays ring of honor i think they, they you know what i don't like look. about the ring of honor name yeah there's no wrestling in that name it's just roh what the hell is roh if you don't ring know <laughs> well, you, yeah, because we know wrestling. But if you're like not, if you're not a fan of wrestling, and you're just like, well, what should I watch? What's what the hell's ROH? Yeah, right. And I think they maybe have honor in the name, but you know, yeah, maybe change it. I don't know. I guess we'll not sit, no until April. Yeah. yeah. So we've talked a lot about the positives. Let's just balance it out a little bit. Do we see any negatives with the Forbidden Door? I think the one big negative is WWE not being involved with this. Uh, and, you know, as, as much as people love the rag on WWE, um, there's some great talent on WWE, you know, and, and Roman Reigns is one of them that comes to mind very quickly, uh, especially his heel character. Wow. I mean, I would love to see WWE get involved, but the problem you run into and the big negative is they have, they have the most money. They have the most fans. I mean, you look at their subscribers from Twitter and YouTube and this and this, they're not going to let anybody else go over on them. But I think that's a big, I, that's a big harm for, for this big love fest that we have with pro wrestling is WWE is not involved with it, and it stinks because I think they should be part of this. They should be part of the the landscape and part of that conversation as well. Uh, I think the negative would be um, when you're doing these cross promotions. A lot of your star, your young, your people that would kind of get a spot on the show, they're now not getting that spot because it's going to someone from another promotion, and you kind of. You kind of uh, lose that a bit, but it it it's it it the positives definitely outweigh the negatives, so. though. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So the last question for this is: Do you think it's actually affecting WWE? Do you think WWE is concerned with all this? I think internally they are, uh, and you see it with the rebranding of NXT. Uh, you know the 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 big ones of rebranding with of NXT. I mean, they're trying to distance themselves away from being you know, the minor league system and, and, you know, being their own, you know, their own product as well within the WWE universe. But I think internally, yeah, because Pritchard is on, you know, there are boots on ground. Pritchard and Vince are at every TV taping. 
They're at every show. They are meticulously monkeying around with the gears and the knobs to to try to find what's going to work and what's not because they're losing fans and they're losing viewers and that's a that hurts the bottom line you know and that's what they care about they have shareholders i'm a sh- i own stock in wwe they they i'm you know they work for me <laughs> you know so <laughs> i mean that's that's the mentality that the well, you're a stockholder and you're talking trash on WWE. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the stockholder mentality and that's vince's mentality as well you know um you know he's got to answer to the shareholders you know and that's the unfortunate part but i think yeah i think definitely boots i on think ground. i think that um with um them trying to uh, foster a relationship with New Japan and kind of sneak in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was that was a huge uh, tell on the fact that they're worried yeah. about uh, AEW and it's. They continually tried to snuff it out at the beginning, before it became and and whatever they do, they can't they can't stop it. But they're they they're trying to think of ways, uh, releasing ratings, releasing whatever, yeah. uh, and and. Uh, Whatever they got to do, they'll do it. <laughs> yeah. So, so last last thing before we go to a couple of questions. Do you think WWE should just focus on themselves then? I think WWE is always going to focus on itself. I think WWE, the problem with WWE is they, it's a different universe. You know, they have the, the sun is Vince and all the planets that surround and orbit around it, orbit around Vince are Raw, SmackDown, NXT, Triple H, Stephanie, Uh, Bruce Pritchard, they all revolve around this. They're in their own world, you know, and that's a good thing for them and and will be detrimental for them as well. Aaron, what about you? Um, So what was the question again? (laughs) I I totally blew it. He was saying, I was like, what is he talking about? (laughs) I said, do you think WWE should be focusing on themselves then? Um, Yeah, I think think they they need to just forget about... uh, uh everyone uh and and just put out a good product but the problem with them is is they're they're they've got all this money coming in from from the saudi they got all this money coming in from the tv deals as long as it's they're, they're getting buttloads of money delivered to their building they're not gonna care yeah and that's the problem yeah as long as they're financially uh still you know, doing well, they're not going to care about the product as much. Yeah. No, I definitely agree with that 100%. Now, before we get to these couple of questions to finish off, we covered the top 15 British wrestlers on your podcast. Now, (laughs) this was great. I want to return the favor a little bit. Do you guys fancy coming on in January to do the top 15 Canadian wrestlers? I do fancy that. (laughs) (laughs) I will take, uh, I will stay because, yes, I will do it only because secretly I am Canadian. (laughs) I I dubbed him an honorary Canadian with my Canadian sword. That sounds perfect. We'll definitely get a date sorted. So a couple of questions, and I ask a lot of my people this. Do you have a favorite match ever? Ooh. That's a tough one. I, I, for me, uh, probably my all-time favorite. My favorite match of all time is probably going to be uh, Okada versus Omega, the six-star uh, at Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, was just 
It was just a beautiful. It was it was like opera and ballet. I mean, it was absolutely uh, spectacular and breathtaking. I still watch it every couple months. I'll pop it on and watch it. That's how much of an impact it made on me. You know, at least present day. You know, stuff. Yeah. And mine is uh, always a classic: uh, Brett versus Owen at WrestleMania. Um, stole the show. Yeah. The last question is, where do you see the wrestling industry in the next five years? I I honestly think it's going to, I think we're going to go through a huge boom. I think this boom is going to last another seven, 10 years. I, I see wrestling becoming more and more mainstream. Uh, guys like John Cena getting into acting. You have the rock acting. Um, I think you're going to start seeing the casual, casual fans start taking an interest in it and start trying to understand, you know, where these, you know, where these shirts are coming from. I mean, I remember, you know, walking down the street when Bullet Club really exploded and seeing people who were not wrestling fans wearing Bullet Club and know the too sweet and, you know, and, and to me that was like, ah, oh, that, that's, that's when the boom for me started was when I saw casual people that weren't wrestling fans, they even know Bullet Club was a wrestling organization, but they see these shirts and they go, huh, that's a really cool shirt. And then they, you know, you talk to them about it and then they're like, I'm going to have to watch it. You know, that to me is, I think we're going to, we're in for a nice long boom before we see a big bust. So first of all, uh, the next five years, AEW will have established itself as, as the the competitor to WWE. They will be so rock solid in that position. Uh, they'll have a two-hour show, uh, two two-hour shows, and uh, in five years, where the heck will F and Wrestling be? <laughs> we'll be on the moon, damn it! <laughs> We're going to be wrestling on Jupiter, baby. Yeah. Right then, so before we head off, is there anything you guys want to plug? Uh, Sunday, Buff Bagwell. Uh, also, we're going to do our giveaway on Sunday as well. We're going to spin the wheel and make the deal. Uh, we're doing an Undertaker figurine uh, from uh, Hero Collectibles, which is just a gorgeous, gorgeous statue of, of Undertaker. Uh, but yeah, every Sunday we're live on YouTube. You can find us uh, fnwrestling.com. You can find us on Pro Wrestling Tees. Uh, you can find me trying to cross the border in the Canada to get Tim Hortons and some loonies and toonies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll have to do one of those bets for the next pay-per-view JFB and uh, see if you can win your money back. Oh, I'm going to toast you. You have no idea. <laughs> I got, I got ringers now. I got people, uh, I got people that I know that work for AEW. So I'm going to get, I'm going to get the inside if you will, I'm gonna. Well, then you call me that. Then I'm gonna just say I'm not giving you the money. <laughs> I'm gonna make them throw matches, baby. <laughs> JFB, Canada, Canada Dry. Thank you for being part of the magic. Thank, thank you, you, man. I appreciate it. Not at all. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And I will see you all in the next one. Magic Man out. Woo.